with Matteo and Tor. And we are live. Hello, welcome to Craftworks. I'm Matteo. And I'm Tor. So we're here to bring you, quite simply, a craft beer podcast. There's not much more to it than that. I I saw one uh, when I was poking around on a podcast. So we could maybe be your second favourite craft beer podcast. Who knows? I mean, I didn't listen to it. It's probably not going to be as good as this. No, no. We can't get too ahead of ourselves. (laughs) So So every week we'll be going through a different type of craft beer and also some funny bartending stories because... We're bartenders. We, yep. we have, I think, compared to the average layman, we have quite a good experience with craft beers, and we just wanted to share our knowledge and what we learn about craft beers with you, the general public. Um, so a little bit about us individually. Uh, my name is Tor Hudswell. Um, at the end, I will, of course, share my Instagram and stuff where you can follow me. Uh, I am an actor and comedian that live in the Bath area, and in fact, I actually live with Matteo, so... Yes, so we're recording it live from our living room. <laughs> um, so I'm Matteo. Uh, I'm a prospective filmmaker. Me and Tor have actually made a film together. It's called She. Check it out. <laughs> um, I hope I also work in the same pub as Tor. Uh, we basically just spend way too much time with each other and yeah. drink with a lot. Drink with each other a lot. Sorry. <laughs> so we thought we might as well put it to some good use. Exactly. Um, cool. Um, so, ooh. Uh, first of all, where is it that we buy our craft beers? So we'd like to give a shout out to Independent Spirit of Bath. They have supplied us with some beautiful, beautiful craft beers. Uh, they'll be prov- we'll be going there every week, getting their insight and knowledge as well. And obviously, if you like what you hear, all of our beers can be purchased through them via the store, which is in Bog Island in Bath, or excuse me, via their website. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so they. Um, this is our first um our first session our first podcast and uh we would kind of like to do an introduction to craft beers. yeah we'll give you some basics kind of what you need to know we went in and we've both been uh drinking craft beer for a number of years and drinking for yes, a number of years exactly <laughs> but we asked them to recommend us some beers if we had never ever had tried craft beers before what would they pick um, so, well, first of all, you got your notes, haven't you? Um, I do have my notes, sorry. Um, we are, first of all, starting off with a beer called Shang- Shangri-La. Shangri-La. We're starting off with an IPA, because everyone's heard of IPAs, even if you don't drink craft beer, everyone knows what an IPA is. Yeah. So we thought we'd keep it simple. So, this is by a brewery called Arbor, who are based in Bristol, in mm-hmm. East Bristol, um, it's about a 20-minute walk from the train station. It's not too far at all. Um, so, the they lovely enough, they come in pint cans. So, yes. if you enjoy a good old pint, you, you'll be very satisfied with Arbor cans. They are exactly one pint. Uh, it's yeah. a, a description on the can. Liberally hopped, Session India Pale Ale, brewed with Citra, Columbus, Equinox, and Mosaic hops. So, it's a four-hopped beer. And it's a very, uh, it's a very stylish can. It's uh, we got a, we got blacks, uh, we got purple, yes. which we're going to get our. Um, I don't know whether purple is that in the Citra Columbus or the Equinor or. I don't know. I think it's just <laughs> to separate the maize. Yeah. So, um, usually, uh, Arbor as well. It's got the distinctive uh, maple leaf. So every any time you see an Arbor beer in the shops or on tap, you will see this lovely little maple leaf. Right. Um, uh, let's give it a four point two 4.2%, so it's quite sessionable. It's not a very strong beer. Mm. Uh, let's give it a taste test. Which is good, because it is. 3, 2, 1. 
that sounds good. Right. Um, so what we did do is we had our glasses and I put them in the freezer for a bit, just for an extra bit of coldness. Um, we were actually having a few technical difficulties, weren't we, mate? We were indeed. Um, yeah, so the glasses aren't quite as cold as they But the be. beer is still pretty cold, so I'm not complaining too yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. Right, mm. that's a lovely colour. Very nice muted uh, orange. You, we... It's an unfined beer as well, I believe. I don't mm. believe it says oh. anywhere on the can that it's... A... It is, yes, it's a vegan beer. So <laughs> unfined... I'll give you a quick rundown of what fining is, for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. Fining is the process of... Uh, bringing beer it's clarity so when you drink like your bog standard lager at the shop or something you know like your, your amstels your budweiser's things like that you see they're they're clear they're, there's no uh, cloudiness to them fining basically is how you remove that usually it's done with a variety of ways but the most common way is with isinglass which is enzymes from a fish stomach which, so, if you use that, does not make it vegan, of course. Exactly. So most breweries now, particularly craft breweries, are leading the way with um, vegan brewing, um, especially as well not finding because it does actually take a lot of the uh, taste away. Mm. So if you do buy a beer that you're not really too sure about and it's cloudy, just ask the bartender and they could probably tell Ooh, you whether it's meant to be cloudy but, or not. Um, of course, as bartenders, we get that um, amazing thing where, um, so, Matteo, I've just bought a pint of Shangri-La. I'm yes. just a regular punter. Yes. Excuse me, mate. Um, I think it's off. Ah. It's, uh, it's cloudy. Yes, I'll say, that's the classic thing. Just just ask your bartender if you are unsure. Um, usually, Arbor, so if you see an Arbor tap, it's most likely going to be unfined. So if you do get a cloudy arbor bit, that's exactly how it's meant to be. So um, let's give but it. But of course you uh, you get the amazing thing of going. Oh, I think I know what fining is. Mate. Yes, exactly. You get some people who know what they think they know what they're talking about. <laughs> anyway, let's give it a taste test. Right. Oh, I'll be honest. I've had this before and it's delicious. Uh, this, this is, is my great... first time with. Um, I've had anything yeah, from you... arbor. Oh really? Well. I really this like it. It's a good starting point for you, I think. For it's sure. Very like you said, it's very sessionable. Um, I am getting, see, there's just nothing you can really say bad about it. It's no. it's sessionable. It's it's easy to drink. I could happily just sit there oh, and... Extremely sessionable, very light. But we are getting that thing that I've noticed with Indian pale ales. Yes. Where we're not getting, the, 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 there's a different kind of taste to it. There's not, and they're not afraid with Indian pale ales to kind of throw something oh. that's a little bit... A little bit different. It gives it um, some distinct yeah, taste. Well, the particular history of Indian pale ales as well. Um, they are they are traditionally meant to be very hoppy, and you really get the hops coming through. I really mm. so what happens? Does it have in it again? Just to remind myself, you really get the um, the kind of the mix of the citra and the equinol, which are way fruit, quite fruity hops. Um, mm. But you also get that nice tanginess from the Columbus and the mosaic as well. It's it is something. It, but, yeah, it, it, it is just generally a really nice beer. Um, also, something we should add, we don't, this isn't wine tasting. We do drink all of our beers all the way through. Yeah, we're not, we're not <laughs> fucking around. Either. Yeah. So we've got to think of something to talk about while we're drinking. Everything. It. So, um, oh, what was I, I guess I should talk about, um, sorry to interrupt you there. Mm -hmm. I will talk about um, one thing. Why I became very, how I became very familiar with Arbor, actually. Yeah. Um, so every year, every bank holiday, Excluding 2020 because of the, uh, I think we all know why. Don't mention the virus. Don't mention the virus. Don't mention the virus. Um, 
So uh, every bank holiday, the there is something called the East Bristol Brewery Trail, and that's between five breweries, which we will probably cover at some point, all of them. So it's Arbor, uh, Dawkins, Good Chemistry, Left Handed Giant, and more. So they will open up their breweries, and you just kind of do a trail. You can do it any order you like. So usually my mates and I, when we go, we start at Arbor, head over to Dawkins, then to Good Chemistry, then to Left Handed Giant, and then to more. We've only made it to more one year. <laughs> Because good chemistry, God bless them, do some bloody strong ones, they'll be on. Um, but they're all fantastic. And they're, they're usually as well, it's in the May bank holiday, so the weather's perfect. Um, it's uh, I always try and book it off well in advance, so I get the time off. Yeah. So hopefully it's back next year, but I thought I'd give the East Bristol Brew Tail a shout out. Um, also, um, if you are interested in seeing some more photographic evidence of what we do, um head over and look at the instagram which is a uh, uh, craft underscore works underscore cast there we it. go yes i say tor set it up so he should know what it is <laughs> no, i have no idea what i'm doing a swanky new logo as well Ooh. swanky logo designed by our good friend and housemate harvey james um we will of course um share his instagram in the uh description or a recording in a second because we're recording this in bits aren't we yes exactly oh this is fucking good it is delicious isn't it um oh. you will find it um if you are a local to bath or if you're in the bath area most some pubs will have it on usually the garrick's head yes will have an arbor beer on from time to time so I don't know what's happening. I there. feel um, Bristol at the moment is leading um, a, the way in, in a lot of craft beer brewing. Oh, you've got some fantastic brews in Bristol. Um, like the five I just mentioned, um, you've also got New Bristol Brewery, uh, whose logo is extremely distinctive. You've got the, uh, there's a gorilla in a spacesuit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, who else have you got? Well, Bristol Beer Factory, of mm. course. Fantastic. Because... Um, I mean, I grew up in um, a little village in Devon. Yes. Uh, and apart from uh, the only local brewery I can really think of was um, something that we will review at some point um, is called Dartmoor JLL. I, I grew up on Dartmoor National Park. Yeah. And there is a little village called Princetown. Um, and Princetown has this brewery along with a prison um called uh that makes jll and you can find jll in like most places in dartmoor national park and uh, i mean apart from pff, I, I don't even think i've seen it in um in in indie spirit no i don't think i have either i think if we had been in you definitely would have seen you would have pointed it out to me. yeah i think it's more of a i definitely know of it uh, my mum's partner is from down that way as well and he's uh, seen some of it in like the local mm -hmm. farm shops and things like that i think he's bought me a bottle once yeah it was a long time ago it's one of those things that because uh it is very very reasonable stuff um very the stuff varies from region to region you always see the same stuff coming up again and again and again like mm. uh so i moved to bath uh four four years ago now four years yeah um and I noticed it's fucking Amstel and Thatcher's literally everywhere. Or Peroni. Or, per or Moretti as well. Ah, uh, Moretti, yeah, Moretti is actually way more popular. Okay, we, we are going to get shouted at. We're talking about lagers. Lagers, oh dear. Well, um, we're not snobs, by the way. We we do drink piss quite a lot, which we will bring up in, a, in another episode. We will have an episode dedicated to the piss we enjoy. <laughs> 
Saying, mm. talking about piss, we have got the Craftwork scale. It's our only little scale that we've designed uh, for the reviewing of said beers that we'll be drinking. So number one is piss. So that's your lowest of the low. We don't like it at all. It's pretty grim. Mm. I very, I very much doubt that we'll get many beers who receive a score of one. But yeah. you've got to have that option there. And I don't want to be done for libel. I can't afford that. Uh, these views are of those of Craftworks and not reflective of the city bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's our legal legal description out of the way. Yeah. Um, and then 10 is Das Model, because mm. of Craftwork reference, which is what we think is the perfect beer. Um, I'd like to give Shangri-La a solid 8 out of 10. I think it's a very, very enjoyable beer. Very light, very sessionable, but I think sometimes there's a bit too much equinox for me that comes through. I think there's a slight bitterness that I don't enjoy from these kind of session beers, but that's just a minor thing, so very minor for me. I mean, you, you've been very kind with that. I mean, I I would go with a seven. A seven? Because I, like, um, I do like Indian pale ales. Uh, but what I do find about the Shangri-La is, yeah, it is this bitterness. And I feel like when it, come, if it comes to choosing a session drink, yeah, I don't feel like I could session this. I don't feel, feel like I could sit and have two, three, four pints. I feel like it's one of those things. I like it, don't get me wrong. But it's definitely... But I would have to go, that was nice, but I need to have... Something else. So we cleanse the palate, so to speak. Cleanse the palate. Yes. Yeah. But it is extremely delicious. Arbor's got a very, very good selection of beers. You can actually find them in your local Marks and Spencers. That's where I usually get them from if I'm to buy them. When I'm not at Indies Beer, of course. Marks and Spencers. Marks and Spencers sell them. Yes. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, no, they do. Um, my, my dad shops there sometimes. The one in Twitter, which is a area of Bath, um, and they have them there. I mean, the only time I ever buy anything from Marks and Spencers is trousers. But, the, but now you can buy trousers and craft beer. That tools. is insane. It's it's just because I've got a really weird frame. Um, well, enough about tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've nearly finished. Right, I'm nearly finished mine. Right, see it off. Chin chin. I'll go and grab the others. Mm. Uh, we also have another cold glass. In the freezer. Oh. Um, which is a brilliant thing. So the way that our living room is set up, something that we will share with everyone, uh, we have a beer fridge um, in our living room, which, of course, is, you need that in our living room. Um, and these glasses will actually be cold. We've been putting them in the freezer for a while. Um, yeah. So what's our next beer, Mateo? Our next beer now. Oh god. This is gonna be an interesting <laughs> Um I had never heard about this type of beer before. So here's your cold glass. So our next beer our next beer is uh is actually a lager. We were recommended this by the lovely folks at Spirit. They said uh, they were actually to quote one of the people there, that it was disappointing that lager isn't considered craft. So he recommended this. This this is called How Deep the Rabbit Hole Goes. It's by Dea, and it's a black lager. Shall I uh, read the description yes, of this yes, one? Yes. So, um, join us at Wonderland, the latest from our lager adventure. So they're kind of going down the rabbit hole, Alice in the Wonderland theme. 
Uh, all craft beers seem to have a theme, I've noticed. Yes. Um, so this is inspired by the traditional Czech beer. I have no idea if I'm mashing this. Uh, Kornel Lezak. Um, how <laughs> deep the rabbit hole goes consists of subtle roasted chocolate notes together with a fresh, crisp, hoppy character, creating a light body, clean and refreshing black lager. And this is actually the first black lager I have ever seen. Yes, I've had a black lager as well. It's also unfined, unpasteurized, unfiltered. So again, it's another vegan friendly beer. We only drink unfined beers, of course. <laughs> oh. Right. That's cool. Okay. All right. Let's pull this out. Ooh. Oh, it's black. It that it is very really black. It really is dark, isn't it? Fucking hell. I've overdone it a little bit there. I've got quite heavy. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well. Oh shit. All right. That saves you right. So towards the David, then it's a bit. I've spilled. I've thrown oh, it down myself so... a bit. Wow. It Ooh. looks exactly like a snout. Christ. It look see, um so I don't like dark beers. Tor does not like dark beers, so he's gonna have a fun time with the dark beer yeah. episode. Great. Right, <laughs> let's um let's give it a taste test. Right. Oh that's interesting. I don't really know what to make of that. That is really weird. Um That's, that's, that's very odd. That's, that's <laughs> like very an odd strange. beer. It, it doesn't seem to have the, um, oh, what, what is it? Carbonation of lager. No, but it, it's, it's clearly not a stout. Though. It's too light to be a stout. That's, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't really know. Indie Spirits, you've really thrown us on this one. So we're meant to give you the, the basics of what craft beer is, but they've, they've given us some very odd ones. Uh, I think they were just trying to fuck around with us. Maybe. <laughs> um, well, we wait till you see what the last one is. <laughs> they've thrown us a curveball on this one. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So I'm getting the chocolate. Absolutely. I am getting the chocolate. Yeah, that's really, com that's really coming through. Um, just can, you can, it's, quite, it's, it's, it's like a porter, but it's not. So it's like porters. I've yeah again my thing with dark beers, but I basically don't like them. I could drink this. There's like yeah. I've I've had tasters for porters and gone. I'll try this one. I'll try this, and I've been like, yeah, I don't want any more of this. But I can happily drink this. Yeah, it's um, it's it's heavy though for a lager. Yeah, I've this. I've never had a lager like this. No. I don't think we'll ever have a lager like this. <laughs> black lager. It is what it says on the tin, really. Literally. It's a oh, black lager. I can understand why they called it How Deep Does the Rabbit Hole Go? Because they've really pushed the boat out on this mm, one. Fucking hell. It's an interesting bit. Oh, chin chin. Oh. Oh, my. So, um... What other notes are we getting from this? It's very. We really get the richness of the roasted malts from it. Like, say, mm. the chocolatey flavours, but it's quite rich for a lager, which you really think, you think lager, you think it's just easy sipping. 
I um, think it's turned the idea of a lager on its head. Yeah, it's it's got a very like heavy sort of aftertaste aftertaste that I would only associate with um, ales. Yes, and darker beers. Um, what would you say on sessioning? Not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is five percent. So it's not a sessionable volume anyway, mm. but it's also, it's like drinking loads of Guinness. You can do it, I suppose, but, but you will not enjoy what happens afterwards. Yeah, it's, I can imagine. Yeah, I... I, I... It is very much, it's, he, it's heavy, <laughs> especially after drinking a whole pint of Shangri-La within five minutes. It's definitely sitting heavy. Mm. I think we should definitely take our time with this one. We should. Because we don't have to rush. I mean, yeah. what would you assume that, people, that our listeners are going to be doing right now? Um, depending on what industry you work in, uh, not very much. <laughs> if you work in hospitality, uh, well done. You've, you've finessed the system. We're getting paid to do nothing. It's great. For once. Yes. <laughs> thank, thank, praise the Lord. We have a normal sleeping schedule somehow. Well, we can I... have... Don't try and have one. I try, I've been trying to have one. Um, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about what it's like to have been a bartender during COVID, during <laughs> during the post lockdown. Do you mean, really want to go down that rabbit hole? I think we see what I did there. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. I mean, I think we could talk about a little bit. I, maybe not. We can save that for another episode. No, I think we should actually. Let's just. I mean, so um, for our viewers. Um, in the uh, United States, um, basically, we... You uh, are listening to this. Yeah, viewers, listeners. Listeners, dear listeners. <laughs> uh, dear listeners, in the... Um, we went into a three-month lockdown, and all of our bartenders got paid furlough, which was 80% of our average wage. Yes. I was a student at the time, so I was part-time. I only got a certain amount while... I was full time, so I got more paid more than I would if I was working. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, due to the conditions of our uh, country and the ineptness of our government, we are We're now a in podcast. another. I mean, <laughs> we are a political oh, I'm podcast. Joking. I'm joking. Fuck. We're Tories. a political podcast in the way that our government are fucking inept at everything. Yes, essentially. I agree with that. The, uh, what was it we watched recently? The the Borat movie, the second one. Just watched the Borat movie. The uh, fictional government, may I say, fictional government of Kazakhstan in there, is better at dealing with COVID yes. than our government is. Literally, yes, they are. It's, um, but yes, yeah, so we're on furlough again, and exciting. it's very exciting. It is great. Um, we get to spend a month. Sitting there recording podcasts. Maybe more than, uh, the lockdown is meant to end on December second, I believe, is what they said. But we'll, time will tell. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. Um, it just depends on how. I think without the influence of how much alcohol, people won't be as stupid. As much as I love working in a pub and and like having the pubs open, we didn't help. <laughs> but then again, I say that we didn't. You lot at home. Didn't help. <laughs> it's. I'm not pointing any fingers, though. I literally just just point. It. I mean, the thing was was, um, as bartenders, you have to deal with a bit of shit anyway. It's not yes. just standing there pouring pints and going, "Oh, you're right, mate. Well, what can I get for you?" Uh, we do have to deal with a lot of other shit. You know, people throw up. 
Yeah, uh, people get too drunk. People mm -hmm. get violent. People mm -hmm. get punchy. Um, it, it doesn't happen as much as some people might think, but it happens more than other people might think. Yes, if you get happens. what I'm saying, it, yeah. it it happens, but not as much. Also, it depends where you work. I agree. Yes. Maybe that, that's true. We we we're lucky enough to work in a pub that's mainly filled filled with students, ninety percent of the time. <laughs> so we don't really get too much trouble. Yeah, but you still get the odd, the <laughs> odd dickhead every yeah, now and then. Yeah. Um, but our role has changed a bit during COVID, didn't it? Extremely changed. Um, obviously with the restrictions in place, um, and rightly so, we basically became a restaurant. Mm. In in no shorter terms about it. We went, it's not really like going to the pub anymore, is it? It's yeah. Um, you don't stand at a bar. We um, we serve people drinks on trays, which for me, I'm a clumsy cunt. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you didn't have to agree so quickly about that was it. True, I didn't have to agree <laughs> quick. Yes. Back there. I got I got right. I mean, I may have dropped a few trays and. The worst one I had, so um, we operate through an app, and yeah. uh, with the app, you put in your table number, and we bring, we bring the drinks that you've ordered to you. Um, and this one table had decided to put in the wrong table number. Um, the one they put in the table number next to them for some reason. And so I was just walking over to this table with hundreds and hundreds of drinks, and ended up throwing like a good like six like half of them over myself or on the floor <laughs> and, and then i went over and went guys like why are you ordering to table 15 they were like this is and they were like we are table 15 i was like no you're table 13. so oh aren't we silly what did you do and i'm like i've wasted like six pints basically at this yeah. point we had that uh, with the table number thing. One of the one of my most memorable moments for that was this guy was sat on our table sixteen. Now, uh, every pub in our company has a different numbering system, or should do at least, anyway, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Um, so we have our set numbers, and the way we do our ordering is when we see the number come through. If it's, oh, excuse me, sorry, if it's clearly a number not from one of our tables, our pubs. Our pub, I mean, sorry, we, we, we just reject this order, so their payment doesn't go through, their order doesn't process. So this one guy kept putting in 616. Fair enough. So we see that number, we see 616, we go, that's not for us. We reject the order. Half an hour later, this man comes up to me, this scrawny little bastard. <laughs> um, he was clearly a student, fresh face, just turned 18, just moved to Bath. Uh, so he's just moved to Bath. How exciting for him. Uh, he comes up to me and goes, Excuse me! <laughs> I've been waiting here half an hour and you keep rejecting my orders! I'm like, right, okay, can I check you out? Because a lot of times people just order to the wrong pub. That just happens. And then he shows me, he's like, no, he's got the cork. He's got our pub up and he's shown me. And I'm like, okay, well, what number do you put? Like, what, why, why would we reject them? He's like, well, uh, he's like, well, I was like, what table are you saying? He's like, I'm sound 616. I'm like, sorry. He's like, well, I'm sat on 616. I'm like, 616? He's like, yeah. I'm like, no, that's 16. He's like, oh, well, I thought it was 616. Like, oh, that's why we rejected it. 
And he, he proceeded to blame me for numbering the tables wrong. <laughs> he was he said oh, you should make the numbers clearer, and I said I'm sorry that you can't read them. That's uh, it's just. I mean, we're the same snot nose cunt who just turned eighteen. We have the same problems with toilets. Like people will walk past a sign which says like toilet with a big fuck off arrow going like that, and they'll go, you know where the toilet is, and I'm like, um, that way. Like I, I, I go. I don't like asking people for directions because I'm a man. And um, so if I'm in a pub, <laughs> I always, I always find the toilet by myself. It pisses me off to no end when I'm in a pub and I'm going on my search for the toilet and the bartender goes, you're right, mate, don't worry, toilet's just down there. I'm like, you can't, I, I don't need that. I, I don't need that. I, I, I will find it by myself, thank you. It may take me a while, but I will find oh, it. Oh, as we've learned, the Great British Public is not capable of finding toilets on their own. No, the Great British Public are not good at anything really <laughs> i will say we do have to morph along a little bit because this beer is going down very nicely but i hope people are enjoying the conversation um but it is going down quite heavily but it also is a it's a it's a heavy one mm. but anyway i think i need a slight toilet break so we should yep. do we will pick this up in just a second i would say this is a message from our sponsors but it's we'll not get because spirit. we don't have any sponsors. We'll spirit to record an ad for us at some point, All right. I reckon. Okay, and we're back. Um, so, we're <clears throat> coming to the end of the uh, very interesting Black Lager. Indeed. Um, and we come to the rating system. So, 1 to 10, 1 being piss, 10 being das. Das model. Das model. What would you give it? I'd give it a 7. Okay. I think it's very nice, very tasty. Just for a lager, I want more drinkability. Yeah. Okay. I think it's the same problems you had with the Arbor, with mm. the Shangri-La. It wasn't as drinkable as you'd like. You can't have many pints of this. No. While it is very tasty, and I do enjoy it, um, I just think from... It's not what I want from a lager. I feel like it would go down very well with fucking the sociopaths that can just sit there and fucking session porters and yes, stouts. I agree, <laughs> yeah. Those people, um, they're, they're an odd bunch. Yeah, it's like they're the, they're the guys that will just go, oh, I have another, another pint of that stout. And I'm like, are you sure? It's like 8%. It's like, yeah, mate. I'm like, what are you, a fucking dwarf from Warhammer or something? <laughs> <laughs> There was a, when I used to work at the Bath Brewers, there was a man like that, always come in, this little old guy, really lovely, always very polite, but always was like, do you have a really strong stout on? If we didn't, he'd leave. Mm. But we had this 10% strength stout on, uh, and he um, would drink three pints of it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and this stuff was strong, man. Mm. This, this was, he wasn't kidding. Yeah. It was like really strong but he, he loved it he loved strong stouts we we had this thing of um so regulars at pubs um 
there are certain regulars that we absolutely adore and those regulars that we could just do without seeing absolutely um normally um i i, I like regulars because they always come in they're their place to go they never kick up a fuss they always have some good chat they're always great when it's like the only problem i have with regulars though in general is like when you go to a, a certain pubs and they'll be like oh you can't sit there that's where they sit it's mm. like no no that doesn't matter like i mean, there was a there was a pub in southampton when i where i used to go to uni there was a there was a pub and i remember i just kind of went in there i think i would finish my uni work for the day no one else was about so i thought i'd nip in to the pub near my house for a quick drink I've not been in this pub before it's kind of a pretty old school looking pub i've seen it's called the cricketers yes it was called the cricketers went in there for a quick pub i sat on a stalk at the bar and went to order a drink so excuse me can i get the you can't sit there i said why and he said oh well that's uh such and such his seat i can't remember his name i said well he's not here though they're like yeah but he'll be here like half an hour mm. i was like well i'll finish my pint but he's like no can you not sit in that seat it's just reserved for him <laughs> and i was like are you kidding <laughs> i mean i want to <laughs> if i get to like um when i get to like retiring age i mean not that our generation is ever going to retire but, <laughs> Good joke, <Tom>. um <laughs> if i get to retiring age I want to be that kind of regular that has his own spot. Um, but this this is the really sad thing about uh, COVID times. So uh, for plenty of um, older people, the pub is the only place to get their um, so- socialising. Yes, yes. Um, and so they, they come to the pub, they sit, they talk to the bar staff. Yeah. And now they can't do that. No. Because um, everyone has to have their allocated table. And it's so you can't sad. stand at the bar anymore. Can't stand at the bar anymore. No, it's it's so sad for a lot of these older people. Um, obviously, like we, for example, like we use sorry to interrupt you. That we we use an app for all of our ordering. Yeah, so we're pretty hardline on it. We don't really use any other way of doing it hmm. um, to help limit contact with customers. But obviously, a lot of old people, you know, they have, yeah. they struggle with technology. And someone was telling me recently about it was. Um, this uh, old, older gent who um, goes to this local pub in my village, he comes in when they reopen and he goes and sits at the bar and they're like, we're really sorry, we, we just can't do that anymore. Um, you've got to go sit at a table. And so this poor poor old, old guy has to go sit at a table. And for a lot of these old guys, there's, you know, a lot of the times their wives have passed and yeah. they don't have any other socialization no. apart from the local pub and talking to bar staff meeting their mates there and yeah, it's, it's very like, sad it's it's definitely become a different experience going to the pub hmm. um while i do quite like um particularly because i only stick to the pubs in our company because we get a very tiny as our boss said um, it's not that it's made our um, drink. It's not. It's made our drinking habits worse. It's just made our drinking habits more economically viable. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. So we get a fifty percent discount. I guess we got a flex. So we should flex. I, okay. I didn't actually review the black lager. No, you no, didn't. You I didn't, didn't give your I went on a tandem. So I'm about right. to finish it off. I've got about one sip left. Well, I'll I'm let do talk, the sip. I'll, I'm going to do the sip. I'll let Tor talk about it while I go and get the others. Right. You know what? I do not normally like dark beers. 
I really enjoy this though. I would have to give this an eight. I will have to give this an eight. This was fucking good. Not gonna lie, the it, it's drinkable. Um, while I wouldn't session it, I could happily have another pint. I feel like I want another pint. To start with, it was a bit of a um, bit of bit of a taste that I wasn't really sure of. Didn't really like it. But as I got into it, the flavours really started to emerge. So I would just have to give this an eight, um, which is amazing for me. So I think our dark beer episode actually has hope that there might be a dark beer that I would like. Um, so thank you, Indie Spirits, for promoting this beer. That was the dark lager. It was the Daya down the rabbit hole uh, black lager. Um, oh, didn't talk about the can. So we have a really cool design. We've got a kind of uh, folk-looking rabbit in front of it and a stainless steel-esque can. Kind of reminds me, so I emigrated to Norway um, when I was about 19, and I, um, I used to drink this beer there called Bjarne, which I believe in Norwegian is just beer. Bjarne. But it was a similar thing to that, and I think it's a really nice aesthetic. Um, but I would give it eight out of ten. Okay, that's a good sense. <laughs> yeah. so we basically swapped the scores on the first two beers, so we'll move right. on to our third. This is El Duende, Ooh. which I haven't googled the translation for, unfortunately. Um, the dude. It's not that, is it? It's not that at all. I wouldn't be. Um, so this beer is made by Saint Mars of the Desert because with all craft beers, there's there's got to be a certain aesthetic yes. to it. Um, what were you on? So next? I've just looked it up quickly. So El Duende, it's an art term. Mm -hmm. It is to um, have a heightened sense, heightened state of emotion, expression, and authenticity, often connected with flamenco. That is so pretentious. So it, I love it. It's, I think it's like, you know, when you see a piece of art and you're like, wow. Yeah. Holy shit. It's like when I watched Parasite for the first time. Oh, exactly that like that. <laughs> um, cool. Well, so we'll talk about So the can, very, very simple design. Um, mm. Just the white background, some lovely artistic hops on it. Um, just kind of nice. So... Mm. It's yeah. Um, so I think, what, is it unfined as well? I the packet. Oh, it is suitable for vegans. So I will assume it's this unfined. is a vegan beer. Yes, um, again, another vegan beer. Um, it's, it's not given us a lot of information, is it's it? It's brewed in Sheffield. Um, what I couldn't find very much about this. I think this is a very small brew. We were told by the people in Independent Spirit that it was a small operation. I believe mm. a mum, mum and a dad, or something like that. Yeah, it? something like that. Um, uh, yeah, like a father and a son or something? No, it was a mum and a dad. Yes, it was. Yeah, mum and a son, sorry, was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was it, not mum and dad. Um, yeah, very simple design can. It's 5.8%, so, so far it's the strongest <laughs> beer. We've been going up in strength, which I think yeah. is uh, how we should do this properly. Hmm. Um, let's, give it, let's give it a try. Oh, that was perfect oh. in time, wasn't it? We got, a, we, got a, we got to perfect that. Let's see what the colours say. Okay. Oh, very similar colour to the Shangri-La, to be honest. Or that lovely muted orange, very hazy, very hazy golden colour. I'm seeing... Oh, it smells fantastic, though. 
Mm. Oh, fucking beer. hell. Very, smells very sweet. So it's a New England IPA, mm. which is an American style of beer from the New England region in the Northeast. Uh, carbonation. It's, I'm saying... It's a lot more carbonated than the first two beers we mm. tried. It's more carbonated than the lager. And normally carbonating yes. is, is like is something a, is you a, would see with. You'd associate with lagers, but obviously with a black lager. Okay. I have really fucked that yeah, up. You have. <laughs> towards a massive head. <laughs> That's alright. I've got a... See if I can pour it all the way out. Yeah, I managed it. Just okay. uh... Right. Now for the taste test. Here we go. Mm. Ooh. Wow. That is... Okay, let's try and not use the word interesting so much. That's very That magic. hits you very Ooh. much right in the front of the tongue. Yes. That is a very... It, this doesn't sneak up on you. This is this beer hits you this right, beer, right beer, there. Well, this beer is a smack of the mouth. Mm. And the second sip is not as bad. You kind of get a bit used to it. Yes. But it's I still... I don't know how I feel about it. Are you... Oh. It's... Mm. I don't know if I like it. Really? Yeah. I like it. This one. I like it. Um, I'll give it, you know, I'll give it a chance. Mm. You know, I don't want to disparage um, Saint Mars of the Desert, which is an incredible <laughs> brewery. Name, to be honest, <laughs> in it, one of the best. I, the I actually like this kind of. So, um, like I've told. <laughs> that was what we should call our band, <laughs> Saint Mars of the Desert. <laughs> Nah, we should call us. So we're me not and... going to talk about the band band names. <laughs> Let's talk about the beer. For Let's a bit, talk but... about the beer. Sorry. Um, no, I really like this. So I love uh, my favourite type of craft beer, and one of the things that really got me into craft beer, uh, I got introduced to sour beers, which yes. we shall do an episode on in the future. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, sour beers are my favourite, and often when I judge a beer. I will look for something that is very close to that. It's, I'm getting, s not sour, but it's, it's the same kick that you get from sour beers. Yes. But a bitter. I understand that, yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Very, it's extremely hoppy. Mm. It's very, very hoppy. Um, I've got to try and see if I can find what hops they use. Because the can doesn't give us much information. No, it really doesn't. It literally just says, contains barley and oats. And that is it. Mm. Um, so, what I'm thinking of, of course, it is unfined. Oh, absolutely. It's very, very cloudy. This one's very, very hazy. It is very, uh, very hazy parallel, like you said. Um... You can really feel the the strength of the alcohol in it as well. Yes, I've it's definitely it tastes how it it tastes it, the strength of it. It, yes. it it's not because I often feel with there is certain craft beers um, that a lot of people when they first start getting into them they go oh that's delicious I have another one oh that is delicious that's have another one oh that's delicious. Let's have another one. Next thing they know, they're vomiting in the street they, uh, and yeah. with their one shoe on and Especially their trousers the are in a like tray. So I'm just, oh, here we go. I've got, found it on their shop. Let's see what it says. It says a, a brand new New England IPA showcasing brew one hops 
amongst others. Rich, golden colour, zestily orangey, creamsicle taste. I get that. I get the zesty bit. The creamsicle, I don't know. I, when I think of creamsicle, I think of more of a lighter taste. That's what I've, that's what I've felt before when breweries have said creamsicle. Yes. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know what brew one is, it's saying this hop is one of the new American aroma varieties, popular for its fruity character and ability to shine through the beer. Delivers stone fruit aromas, pineapple and melon. I get that, to be fair. I get the stone fruit aromas. You really smell the peach on this. Mm. It's got a very peachy colour as well. Like kind of that... I would say... I, I mean, I would say so. Yeah. That's just my opinion. What... <laughs> Well, what are you saying for... I mean, you, you are unsure of it. The more I drink of it, the more I enjoy it. Yeah. But I think I, would I, only, it, I it, wouldn't buy this. It's... Okay. I'll be honest. I wouldn't... If I saw this on tap, I'd be like, oh, I've tried that. That's an interesting bit. I would recommend someone to try it, but I wouldn't buy it myself yeah, again. totally. Um, it is a nice bit. But overall, it's not a beer I could I could probably buy it as a half or a schooner. Like, so two-thirds of a pint, maybe. Maybe, that might... Mm. But it depends on the occasion. So something like this, where we're just sitting around reviewing beers, but we kind of have to rush through them a little bit. Well, we don't have to, but... I mean... You know, for the sake of reviewing, yes. <laughs> or if I was on a date or something yeah. like that, and I wanted a beer where I wouldn't rush through them because I'm too nervous. Yeah. Which is what usually happens. I'd probably get it. Mm. Show off my knowledge as well, you know. Yeah. Press the press the craft beer, <laughs> you know. Make her not think I'm a craft beer wanker, but at the same time I am. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like we're like craft beer. I mean, of course we're good. We're, we're making feel a free. podcast about it, Tor. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, <laughs> craft beer wanker. So I would say I'm going to give it a six. Okay. And no, I'll give it a seven. Okay. I'll give it another seven, like I did the last one. I think it's the same things I have with the Dea. It's a very nice beer, very tasty beer, an interesting beer. I know it's an easy thing to say about it. It's an interest because it is. It's very interesting. It's got these really weird flavors that you don't mm. really ex like. In my experience, New England IPAs they're quite hoppy, but they're definitely because they're American beers. Usually, they're a bit more, a bit more malty on the maltier side. This mm. is very much on the hoppy side. They've clearly just put in just good malts, obviously, but they've been like... Eh. On the subject of New England beers, yes. I think there is something that needs to be put across is that you should not write American beers off. No, absolutely at all. not. Um, um, we will do an episode on American breweries mm. because there are some fantastic craft breweries in, in the United States. Mm. Um... Even just Brooklyn Lager, which you can get from Tesco, mm. is really nice and really tasty and a lot better than what you expect mm. from... my... There, there is such a thing in America. Like, my um, my parents visited Florida with me. I, I was six years old, so I wasn't old enough to drink, of course. I had to wait two more years for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and they were like, yeah, we hated the American beers. We absolutely hated them. We thought they were disgusting. Um, so I feel like, but I have had really good, and American pale ale is such a thing. Yeah, and they are lovely, lovely beers. Mm. Um, I think as well, 
I'm also slightly easier on American beers because I do really enjoy Bud Light and Bud Light's But we will talk about that. We will talk about that later. We need to get people on our side before they think less of us. Everyone's got the image of American beers being just shit, shit lagers. And that is what you get in pictures and stuff like that. Fucking got your natty lights and stuff like that. You've got your cores light, your silver bullets and shit. And that's what that's what you buy on the shelves. Essentially like pit. But that's come what on, people buy Britain, and Britain exactly. Britain is not much better. Um in fact Britain no. is no better. When England, Britain is no better. No. I grew up in an area where um most of the lads had all of these interesting ales on sale. Like you wouldn't get where I grew up you didn't get um these craft breweries, you didn't get these different IPAs and stuff like that. I didn't think I'd had an IPA until I uh, until I <laughs> until I left Devon, to be honest. <laughs> but honestly, it would be you know pints of Carlsberg or Carling for all of the guys in the pub all the time. Um, and luckily, my dad has never been a a real lager drinker, and I think that's the uh, the thing you kind of learn your drinking habits off your parents. Absolutely. I agree. Because my dad is very much like, he enjoys enjoys trying different kinds of beers, but he doesn't drink very much anymore, but he always goes for Peroni. Mm. Peroni Moretti will always buy that if it's on tap. Very, very, he's got a particular taste for Peroni now. Because mm. uh, one pub he went to really looks after their taps clearly, and it's a perfect part of Peroni. It's lovely. So that's how he's judged it now. But that's, mm. But it's still Peroni. It's still a lager. It's I haven't actually it. seen my dad drink a pint of lager in a pub. I don't think I've seen that. My dad will always go for, oh, that looks like an interesting ale. I'll have oh. that. Um, my bit... mum's partner's the same. He's a, I take the piss, he's a bit of a, I'll call him a warm brown beer drinker. Because <laughs> he does enjoy his ales. But... It's not, it's not warm beer. It's cellar temperature. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, and it's also flat. It is flat, but... Well, technically only lightly carbonated. I mean... But it's like, only to keep it in the cake. Cast, sorry. Not cake. I'm actually feeling this bit. Yeah. I'm feeling this one yeah. a lot more than I was oh, the God, others. You really taste the strength on it. Mm. It's incredible. You get this one... So bartenders, as bartenders, um, you do... You got to taste the beers, and you all go, "Oh, this one's nice, and this one's nice." One thing I've learned: I think take, is important. take good notice of what the strength is. Yes, because at one point, uh, this guy was buying loads of, I think it was gamma ray. Was I think five, it was gamma ray. Gamma five, five point two. Yeah. He was coming up every two seconds, asking for another gamma ray, and I was, and I said to him, "Mate, you need to fucking slow down." Because this shit is like 5% and he went, no it isn't. And I was like, yeah it is mate. I walked outside and he was stood on a bench just singing on the, <laughs> at the top of his voice. And I was just like, yeah, no more for you mate. No more for you. <laughs> That's the thing is, it's like people think we don't know what we're talking about. We're, we're not trying to ruin your night. Mm. But we're not. We're trying to help you. And not lose our license. Exactly. Yeah. 
proceeds to knock all of the glasses off the table which smash on the floor and then vomit on top of them I was doing a 10 hour shift that day not only that they had also decided to vomit on all of the stairs in the building all of the urinals in the building and all across all of the toilets in the building and that is why, dear, dear listeners, when a bartender cuts you off, he's doing it for the right reasons. Because he or she does not want to be cleaning up vomit when they're working a 12-hour shift. <laughs> Do you think we look at a puddle of vomit and go, oh, that's a great time, can't wait to clean is, that up? It is just... Yeah, uh, I feel for everyone who works in hospitality who has never ever had to clean up sick <laughs> because especially this story that it's a Sunday, <laughs> a Sunday. I can understand at eleven o'clock on a Friday or a Saturday night or eleven o'clock at any other night of the week, but four o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, I expected to be. Uh, giving roast dinners to people. If anyone from Turtle Bay is listening to this, we hate you. I was not going to mention their name. But... We don't hate you. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, right, the cocktail bartenders, they're not listening to this. <laughs> yeah, of course not. That's the thing as well. Uh, people who are not bartenders, uh, cocktail bartenders and uh, actual bartenders. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, um... Yeah, there's a bit of a feud going on. Um, it's always a bit of an inside joke, really, that all we do is pour pints while they mix multiple spirits together in a way that is taste that, is, that people that white women enjoy. I don't like cocktails. I don't mind cocktails. Like, we it, do it, I'm, cocktails. not as in if someone gives me a cocktail and goes, "Oh, have that," I'm not going to be like, Ugh. but it's like someone goes, "Oh, let's spend ten quid." Uh, you know, I only started like having cocktails when like people. Uh, so I did an acting course. So obviously, the acting ladies. The not just the acting ladies, the acting boys as well would also be like, "Oh, let's go for cocktails," and I'm like, "We are acting students. We are very poor. 
like, why do you want to go for cocktails? And it's like, oh, let's go for cocktails. Let's dress up really nice. <laughs> I hated every moment of it. So go in there and you spend like fucking <laughs> 10 quid. And they go, oh, what's this? And it's like a fucking, what's that drink where it's cold coffee? Espresso martini. Like an espresso martini. So it's like coffee. Yes. And then Vodka. what looks like fucking someone's pubes just got shaved on top of it. No, these are coffee beans. I don't like it. <laughs> the only cocktail I like is a storm, stormy night. Dark and stormy. Dark and stormy, that's it. It's a good job we don't do cocktails anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I like an old-fashioned, I'll say that. Actually, I mean, I like whiskey. I normally like it neat, but... Anyway, this isn't a cocktail podcast. No, I mean, it's not. But we will do a cocktail episode at some point, I think. Just for oh. shits and giggles. Come on. I don't know how to make cocktails. Actually, we, we could can, get a cocktail. We, we can have guests. So, also, on that note, we are planning on having some guest appearances from Ooh. our friends, family, cohorts, co-workers... And, you want to call and some celebrities. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring people in. All right, well, I'll see what I can do. Um, I'll get Joe Rogan on. If we get Joe Rogan, <laughs> imagine. Imagine Joe Rogan and Jamie just appear. I don't want to think about it. But we will have some guests on. Uh, we do, because we uh, obviously working in the industry. We've met a lot of experts and people who know a lot of stuff. And a lot of people who think they're experts. Exactly. And that's the ones we want to talk to. <laughs> so the cocktail episode, we will bring in our cocktail bartender we know because they know what they're talking about. Mm. And it will be an exciting episode. We'll probably make a cocktail live. Yeah. Yeah. You hear the clang and the clang of the Boston Shakes. We'll, we'll make a video um, of it. It will be awful. I hope, you, I hope you're excited for that. Mm. Anyway, Tori, give us your lowdown of the El Duende. Oh, God. So El Duende, I really like it. It's... For me personally, I think it is half sessionable. As in, I could have two to three pints of it. Okay. On the other hand, I wouldn't be having much after that due to its strength. And but the strength you can fucking taste it. it you is, can taste you the taste strength. You taste that every five point eight percent of this beer. You can taste the tastes are fucking interesting. The taste it hits you straight yeah. in the front of front of the tonsils, straight at the tongue. You you uh, you feel the zest. You feel it's not a slow warm up. It, it, it goes, if you want a beer that is literally going to go, this is what it is, look at it, have it now, and just pushes it in your face, go for the El Duende. Fantastic. And uh, shout out to the small brewery of St. Miles of the Desert because you have the best name. And also you do good beers. And uh, when you shorten it, it's small. <laughs> and I think that's brilliant. I love it. Um, based in Sheffield, so if you are from the north of the country, go and check them out. I believe we're getting to the end of our drinks, mate. <sighs> I'm not knacking this one. <laughs> you can't? All right. So. Anyway, well, what would you give it a score out of 10? Okay, I would actually give this an 8. An 8? Okay. Fair I enough. really enjoyed it. Uh, the only reason, I mean, it takes a lot for me to enjoy something entirely, which is, um, yeah, which just kind of sums me up entirely, doesn't it? It does a little bit. <laughs> anyway, right. Bottoms up. Bottoms up. Let's finish this.
Okay. So now we're coming on to our final beer. And this is while while we are trying to be bring in some basic beers, basic beers for introducing you to craft beers. This is very strange. This is an called Ultraviolet by Pilot. So Pilot are a uh, Scottish brewery based in Edinburgh. Yeah. Made in Leaf. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um so the description goes um, this is possibly the most Scottish thing I've ever read in my life. So, um. <laughs> we basically murdered a beer cell that hardly anyone likes, which is a Hefeweizen, uh, by throwing in a load of sweets that hardly anyone likes, those wee purple-violet ones. <laughs> Statistically, someone's bound to enjoy it, though. We did a Venn diagram. At Pilot, we use fresh ideas and techniques, but keep drinkability at the heart of everything we do. Push, putting flavours firmly ahead of appearance, we don't use finings or filtration or any of in any of our beers. That means they might be hazy and have a wee bit of yeast sediment, but that's no bad thing. The difference in taste is well clear. clear. <laughs> and I love in the ingredients, right? The ingredient yeah. says Scottish water. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it says doesn't say them by name, but it says violet flavoured candies. Now, I don't think you need to put two and two together <laughs> on that. So right. basically, this is a Palmer Violet beer. Here we go. Oh. Ooh. Let's see what go. the colour's like. Yeah. I'm expecting okay, so a it's purple. Not, it's not purple. It's not purple. Oh. But let's see what it smells like. All right. Oh. Wow. <laughs> this is a smell that fucking hits you. Wow. It hits you straight so away. It's 5.3%. So it's a bit less. it's a bit less on the volume than the other one day. Oh, it's got some purple. It is kind of purple, though. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah, I'm seeing that. It's and way you're more also... carbonated than the other two beers we tried. Oh, yeah. Three beers, sorry. It smells... It smells so... like Sweeties. It smells fucking gorgeous, to be fair. It does. Um, all right, let's dive in. We're, we're only doing a small can, by the way. They, they, This is only... So it's a 330 can. Hmm. By the way, when it comes to alcohol content uh, and comes to craft beers... Um, you should never just go, oh, I can session that just because it's a low alcohol content. It can hit you. Like Also, it might taste a bit stronger than you think, depending on the volume. Mm. So right. let's give this a taste. Let's go. Oh, wow. I fucking love that. That is... <laughs> yeah, you that is on the end there, don't yeah. you? Sorry, the um, violet purple candies. No, I taste that. I fucking taste. It. You can every single taste. Yeah, that's when they go. It, it when a lot of craft companies when they go, you can taste this and you can taste that and you can taste this. No, you can. Taste it may be because I smoke like a billion cigarettes a day, but <laughs> <laughs> often I can't taste no, what can, they're. You can absolutely taste what's going on. Yeah, that is very clear. They, oh, it's very sweet. especially being Scottish as well. It, there's no fucking around. There's. They are telling you everything that is going on in this can. They're, it, all of it is just, it is right here, right now. That is a great bit, I will say. I'm, I'm that, really is, that is. A, that's a lovely bit. It, it's, it's not, it's not going to be a pint, of course. No, but it, it won't be for everyone. I will say this. Um, I, they very much put the nail on the head with the description. Um, oh. Saying that it's a very much a love it or hate a beer, and I for one love it. I actually really like this. Um... That's delicious. I mean, <laughs> we we got these beers earlier in the week, 
we got these beers on a couple of days ago and i've been very excited to try this one in fact i Same. nearly broke <laughs> i nearly went and opened my own can of this but i held firm I we held did firm. we have to do this um because we're not just drinking for ourselves we're drinking no. for viewers we we're... need to tell you guys about mm. these. these these is for you but oh fuck me that is gorgeous this is delicious <laughs> absolutely delicious. i i would have to say this is actually my favorite uh, i agree this I'm giving that a 10. That is a DAS model. That is a 10. That is the first this DAS, is model. DAS model. This is the first DAS model. I would dare to say, because we love craft beers and we're not assholes, we do want to um, celebrate these independent breweries. Yes, absolutely. I'm not going to put drag anyone's name through no, the dirt. No. Absolutely not. We, we, we are constructive here. We are fair and and we are pious. Yeah. But pious and unbiased. But I will say that the ultra pilot fair play was <laughs> you guys. Are you, fucking, you have. Uh, I wish had I had more. Yeah, I want more of this. Man. We should order some tomorrow. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's a really nice looking can as well. I think th the design for all of the pilot cans is kind of similar. Their logo is really. Really simple, really elegant. It's simple. Um, it's it's like I was saying. You you are you are getting everything they tell you. Yeah, this is yeah great. Independent spirit. Uh, you done us well with this. Outdone yourselves. You've outdone yourselves. Outdone yourselves. Um, I say Chris in independent spirit is very excited about this one, and I can understand why. There is. We went into the shop and he was like, do you guys like Palmer Violets? Me and Tor both said yes and no at the same time. <laughs> but we still got it anyway. Yeah. Because I think craft beer as well. While we, this is meant to be a beginner's episode, craft beers are weird and wonderful. You can get really weird shit with craft beers. Um, mm. One beer we might end up talking about is um, uh, Pump Up Your Jam by Tiny Rebel. I don't know if you've mm. ever tried it before, Tor. Um... I've tried stuff from Tiny Rebel, so but just context, was... context for everyone. Tiny Rebel is a Welsh company, Welsh um, based in Newport. Yep, they um, they do everything from ales to IPAs. Yep. Um, I am I, I I wasn't a huge fan of their uh, their red ale. No, I wasn't a huge fan of it. However, uh, their Club Tropicana is fucking Club amazing. Club Tropicana is delicious. The club drop gun is brilliant. On that note, though, about I say uh, they did a beer called Pump Up the Jam a while ago, mm. and it was a strawberry no a jam donut beer, right? <laughs> and I don't really like jam donuts all that much. No, but this beer tasted exactly like a jam donut. Yeah, it was delicious. It's... It was fruity. It was sweet. It was I don't know what they did. It's fucking wizardry. Like with this one. <laughs> How do you put Parma Violets in a beer and make it good, right? And I like Parma Violets, but the last thing I'd want to do is chuck them in my in my beer while I'm sat at home drinking. But mm. Pilot, fair enough, boys. Okay, Pilot. So you guys, um, what you've you done? Are, you are you our beer like, of the week. Yeah, this is beer of the week goes to. You that is just, a new you've invented a, a thing. new segment. <laughs> I've just made up on the spot. We've beer got the, the scale, week. but this uh, I think we should pick our favourite of the week, because why not? I think yeah. We're reviewing four beers. Yeah. We should definitely pick a favourite, and I'm, I say, I'm going with Pilot. Yeah, I'm going with Pilot going, as well, to be honest. That's called Ultraviolet. Uh, it is beautiful. It's actually, and the only shame, the only shame is that it is, 
in a small can. They're, they're only giving us... No, the only shame I will say about this one is it's not purple. <laughs> I'll be honest. I if You're it, going for the aesthetic. The aesthetic. Okay. Yeah, of course. My shame yeah. is I'm only getting 330 mil. I, I, I think that is more than enough. I don't know. Like, I mean, it may be because I've already had four, <laughs> four craft beers. Yes. And... I, I am feeling a little bit deadly right now, but I... I... Professionalism talk, we're not meant to tell anyone this. Oh, right. Oh, oh yeah, this is our... <laughs> this is uh, Craftwick's Beer Reviews and Bartending Stories. Mm. I'm not drunk on the bar at all, ever. I have been. Three times. Oh, dear. I didn't... No one noticed that. We're going to have to cut that second now. <laughs> Tom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so ultraviolet is Not amazing. Bad. It is really good. Um, it always impresses me when it comes to brewing um, that they can kind of chuck these flavors in and chuck this this theme in, and it's it keeps that in. Because brewing, it's not like it's not like making a fucking cake. No, it's not like you put the ingredients in and you taste the ingredients. But strawberries, you taste strawberries. I, I will put, I will point out that it is kind of like a cake in some ways. Like there are a certain way of making beers. You've got your mm. yeast, your hops, your malts, and your water. And there's a certain way of cakes. You will have certain things for cakes. But then occasionally someone's like, "I'm going to make a cake with Coke." Mm. Coca-Cola. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to use this as a substitute for eggs or something. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not going to work. But it does. Sometimes it just does. It just and does. this is exactly what this is like to me. This is like a cake with Coca-Cola mm. in it. This exactly. is a beer with Palmavirus. It shouldn't work. It's a Hefeweizen, which is already an unpopular beer, like they said. And I love mm. Hefeweizens, to be honest. I mean, yeah. Um, it's... It's, this is absolutely it's, delicious. It's, it's really beautiful. It's a really good, really good beer. Um, <clears throat> it's so pilot. They they're Scottish. Yep, they are Scottish. So it says um, maple leaf. Um, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, don't really have anything else to say about it. Um, it says on here as well. In established in 2013, Pilot is a real brewery. We brew and package all our beer in-house in genuinely in italics as well. Small batches at 4B Stewartfield, Edinburgh. Pilot is a... So, um, it's a small batch. It's all... So it's, this is it's a proper a small, small batch brewery because that's an interesting thing I'd like to bring up, actually. Mm. Usually when you think craft, craft beer technically means beer produced in small batches. But in the UK, there isn't actually a law on how much that that batch constitutes. So that's why Brewdog can still call themselves a craft beer, despite mm. being a worldwide massive company. Mm. And that's not knocking Brewdog, I'm just saying. Mm. But whereas in America, if you call yourself a craft brewery, you have to produce up to a certain amount of beer. Until, well, yes. after that, then After you're... that, then it's not a craft brewery. So that's mm. why the that's why it's interesting in, in the UK. I'm guessing if you you're see just so putting a yeah. certain amount of but it's also when you do these independent breweries, um, like you look at every single. So um, something about myself, uh, me and my dad uh, used to brew t- 
together. Didn't yeah. make beer, we made wine. Um, and he would just that's make... That's not brewing, that's distilling. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so we distilled together. Yes. Um, and the thing is, is that, of course, when you market something, it always has to have a certain alcohol content. To get a but, tax. yeah, that's it. You, um, but, but that, that's the thing. Like, you can have some batches that end up a certain percent or not certain percent. It is a little bit different. It is a little bit this. Um, I think that's the thing. I mean, I'm trying to get everything out. Yeah. This is a fantastic beer. If I would see Pilot on draft at my local pub, I would immediately go for it Absolutely. after trying this. Absolutely. I think I've tried one of their beers before. I have, actually. We had it at our pub a while ago. And it was in the can, same as this, and it was called. It was just called an IPA. Mm. Literally, what it was called, an IPA. It was about six and a half percent, but it was bloody delicious. Mm. Really good beer. Um, and I think they, they clearly got some talent, these guys, because this is honestly it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I mean, can't get enough of this beer. I, really I can't, can't either. Um, oh fucking hell! We're just fucking basically coming over. Pilot, <laughs> but they yeah. no, we we're not we're not fucking right. we're not endorsed by them. We are simply reviewing it, and they've done fucking well with it. Yeah, um, I say not to disparage any of the beers we've tried tonight. It's just these, these guys took the cake. Yep, <clears throat> they just did well, and yeah. these were the beers that we were presenting, and they with. were all great beers, and we recommend we recommend them all. We really do, uh, but obviously we recommend Pilot a bit more. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, I think, um, we should talk about ourselves, like, we should, let's talk about our favourite breweries for a second, I think we really yeah. talked about that we talk, uh, in our introduction segments, I think, well, because at some point they will come up, my favourite brewery is Siren, I love Siren, mm. and my favourite beer ever is Calypso, okay. which is a Hefeweizen, like, it's, no, it's not Hefeweizen, mm. it's a Berliner Weiss, it's completely different, but it's like this one, oh my god. My favourite brewery uh, is Kona, uh, because whenever... Oh, come on. No, no, I'm just... Remembered. You just made a face. No, I was, I was, that was a good face. <laughs> that was a good face. Okay, all right. That was a right. good face, because I love Kona too. I, I love Kona because when I I drink beers, I, I like to taste something different every time. I like to taste something that... And with Kona, it's a Hawaiian company. Mm-hmm. Takes it is a bit expensive because they are they're importing from fucking Hawaii, of course. Unless unless you guys live in Hawaii, dear yeah. listeners, then you're not going to be importing anything. <laughs> then, <laughs> um, but they, you always get something different with every single thing that they make. They they are fucking brilliant. Um, so I can recommend any Kona beer. It'd be Hanalei. The Hanalei, yep, Hanalei, beautiful beer. Is my favourite beer of all time. That's your favourite? Until I find something else. Right? I, I would agree, because Hanalei is fantastic. It's a really beautiful idea. And we will definitely, talk, we will definitely is... get it for the show, and we will talk about it a bit more. I know that I said I love sours. When I say the beer that I love, I mean something as in I would buy a crate of it, and I would sit with my pals, or I would go to the pub with my pals, and I would sit there and session it. Yeah. Something like, while I love sours, I wouldn't sit in session a sours. I couldn't. That's just, you just feel I gross. Okay. Yeah. 
I would feel personally, I would feel gross afterwards. Um, the reason uh, I love Hanley uh, from the Kona Brewery, just check them out, give them a go. You can get a order a package from them. Everything you're looking for something to do in lockdown, you're looking for a new craft beer company to try. Just try Hanley, and I promise you will not regret it. So, this is now what we're going to call the piss hour, where me and Tor drink whatever we've got left in our beer fridge and just kind of just talk to you guys about mm. stuff. You know, current events, what's going on? So, um, Tor, you would... what have you got here? What are you drinking? I'm drinking, uh, I, I feel like I'm going to be crucified by the craft beer crowd. I'm drinking Galaru. Which is a beer that I bought from Lidl for three pounds um, in US dollars. What's that like? Five dollars? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not aware of the exchange rate. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be like the British exchange rate was like you get two dollars for every one pound. Oh, that was when the economy was good, real good. That was when our economy was great. Before two thousand and eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, Why do I still remember that as a thing? I was like, what? When was I born? I can't remember. I know. I remember got getting called a nerd for paying attention to politics. I was, was 12. I was 12. So I was 11. Yeah, I was 11. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, I just started secondary school. Mm. So you guys can do the maths. Yeah. Um, and I've got a lovely, beautiful bottle of Bud Light. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of Bud Light, uh, very American. Let's talk about the American elections. Oh, so obviously, uh, Sleepy Joe. Yeah, uh, Joe Biden won. Joe um, Biden, who famously appeared in an episode of Parks, Parks and Recreation. Parks and Rec. Yes, because Leslie um, Lowe, the main character, is obsessed with him. Which proves that your don't worry, Americans, your current president can act because your old president was a reality TV star, which as an actor I find offensive because that's not acting. It's not real acting. Oh, shut up. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> it. Mm -hmm. Tor got real angry about that for some reason. Um, I, 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 and obviously we've got the first female vice president. Yeah. First vice president of colour. Mm -hmm. And the first Southeast Asian vice president as well. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I, um, no matter what you think, uh, America, of what's going on right now, mm -hmm. I wish you guys all the best. Um, yeah, and... congrats. Um, it could be worse. Um, you could be a Trump supporter and watching him outside a landscaping shop. Uh, Tor didn't hear about this. Um, so basically, they had booked uh, in Philadelphia. They had booked, they tried to, the Trump team was meant to book a conference at the Four Seasons Hotel, which is a lovely hotel, beautiful hotel. Uh, tremendous, tremendous hotel. Um, but they got it wrong. Uh, they booked it outside the Four Seasons landscaping and they just kind of went with it. Mm. And it was awful and really funny. And Rudy Giuliani turned up <laughs> and did a speech. Who, who, um, who, did some things with Borat's daughter. He was adjusting his trousers tall. <laughs> Don't believe this Democrat lies. Like we mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but we watched that and let's just say, all right, really, Giuliani, don't worry. I adjust my trousers every night before I go to sleep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um but no, it's it's been it's been a bit of a crazy one for you for the Americans at the moment. Obviously, um, usually it's result decided in the night, but because obviously with COVID, you had a lot of mail imbalance, yeah. so it took many hours. Mm. 
too too many hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so um, of course with mail in ballots, it's of course voter fraud all the way. Yes, because no other country ever has used mail in ballots. No, I can't think of any time the UK has ever used mail in ballots. No, God, no. Every election since nineteen hundred, <laughs> basically. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what would you say? So Joe Biden is the eldest. He's the oldest president. He's the oldest president to take office mm-hmm. at the age of seventy-seven. He will be seventy-eight at the end of the month. Mm. Um, his inauguration is still due to go ahead in January, so he will be president in January because mm-hmm. obviously he's still technically president-elect. Yeah. So Donald kind of gives him time to move out. I guess I don't yeah. know really why why they do that because obviously here in the UK is if you're not prime minister, get the fuck out. Yeah. We don't give you moving time in the UK. Like, I think you've got to pack up your stuff before pack the Pack up your shit and fuck yeah. off, basically. Yeah, pack up your stuff before the election, and if, obviously, if you, you win, you can unpack and it. Then you can unpack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm interested to hear, because, of course, with uh, the elections, there's two different speeches that they have. One is the well, one where they well, go, hey, thanks for choosing me again. Well, and the other one they go, oh, concession speech. Well, concession think, speech. As far yeah. as I'm aware, Donald Trump hasn't done one or will do one, which is um, quite interesting. Yeah. As far as, I, as far as I've seen, he's still in denial, like a small child. I mean, but, to be honest, bro, and the, the, I, like, shit has been fucking mental for... The past, like, what, 10 years? It's been fucking crazy. Yeah. We, we've we had all sorts of crazy stuff all across the world. Uh, we've had the refugee crisis. We've had this crisis. We've had that crisis. We've had uh, Donald Trump, a ex-reality TV star, being voted um, so in the president w- of the US. Hall of Fame. That's insane. I don't know even what to do with that information. We've had... Um, Within our own country, we've had um, uh, Jeremy Corbyn and uh, Jeremy Corbyn's New Labour versus um, whatever the fuck the Conservatives are doing yeah. or ever doing, just being inept at everything. I mean, then again, the Conservatives are paying me fucking 80% of my wage. Yes. I Although they did ruin my education and True. my chances of the future and basically everything at the moment with everything. Well, that 80% fairly is still pretty sweet then. Yeah, it is quite nice. Do you want to pay and me? It, for it's around? extended until um, March? Mm. So, flexi further might still be going there, yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, anyway. Fuck What's it like being off work, Todd? What's it like okay. having these few days off work? Normally... Um, it would just be, for viewers who are not getting this time off work, it's basically you wake up and you're like, I can do literally whatever the fuck I want to do today. I can do anything that I want, minus, of course, going to pubs, clubs, meeting with groups of friends, doing anything sociable. But apart from that, (laughs) you can do anything you like. And... You end up doing fuck all. Yeah, well, <laughs> you end up doing nothing. One you thing were... I will say though was what I found was amazing was having a Saturday off. 
Yes. Oh my god, I don't remember the last time I had a Saturday yes. off. Obviously, it's it's weird to say, but obviously, anyone who works in hospitality knows Saturdays are the busiest days of the week, as always. You don't very rarely get a Saturday off, and if you do, you've probably had the bucket off. Yeah. This was the first Saturday I've had off since mm. since the COVID. Since we came back from COVID. I don't remember the last Saturday. Actually, no. The last Saturday I had off, uh, so I used to be a construction worker. Mm-hmm. That was the last Saturday I had off. That was last year. Jesus. <laughs> that was the last time I had a Saturday off. Yeah, Saturdays. If you get them off, nourish those days, man. Like, mm. Just relish in them. Because... Well, a- apart from everyone who has to work a 9 to 5 Monday to Friday... I don't know, that, that's, then, you, then you're guaranteed a Saturday and Sunday off. It's good, quite good. Yeah. I mean, we get like, two days a week off, but they're not together. No. Never together. No. Um, so, what else has um, has been going on in the world? Oh, not very much, really, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, we don't really get to look at the news. No. Big thing was the US election. We one thing this is for the podcast. One thing that I've noticed with uh, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, they're both men in the uh, last bit of their lives. Yeah. Why do all Americans that I see on the TV have such amazing teeth? Like their teeth. Joe Biden's teeth are put. His teeth are better than mine. It's called money. Okay. <laughs> That's why. Because they have access to good dentistry. That That is true. Like, it, it seems that every US president post George Bush, uh, George Bush Jr. post were just amazing teeth, tan skin. So the teeth show up even more. The teeth kind of like... I wouldn't count a back of Barack Obama's having tan skin. I did not mean to say that. <laughs> we'll, cut, we'll cut this bit. Cut. Cut. <laughs> we'll cut. Cut. Um, right. Anyway, um, I think we should just wrap this up, man, to be honest. Not much more. I've still got a bit there. So. Yeah, but we can wrap it up. We can, have, we can, we, we can drink socially. Yeah. Right, we'll cut this bit. So cut from... Teeth. Too. <laughs> um, we'll we'll listen to this tomorrow and then we'll just we'll cut, cut it with bits. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you for enjoying uh, Craftworks. This was our first ever episode. How exciting! We've got many more to come. Next week we will be talking about IPAs. Fuck. So we got to go for IPAs. What sort of IPAs? We've got session IPAs. We've got Indian. Um, we're gonna, well, we're gonna have a mix of IPAs. I think we'll probably do maybe like an IPA, maybe some New England IPAs, maybe uh, an APA. I think it'll be a general pale ale episode. What the fuck is an APA? APA, an American pale ale. He literally talks about. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. The... Right, I'll start that again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening we're to... keeping that no we'll keep that in um... <laughs> thank you for enjoying Craftworks um, so next week we'll be talking about IPAs
because I think that's a Ooh. basic one, but we're going to do some weird and wonderful ones. We're going to do some ones from breweries you've probably never heard of. I think we'll go for um, what is the, like, what to expect from an IPA. Yep. And then we'll go, what can you do with an IPA? Exactly. As if, what is the most fucked up thing you can do with an IPA? We'll start, like, what we did this week, we'll start from the basic bit to something weird and wonderful. You could shove guava in it, you could shove coffee in it, you could do whatever the fuck you Exactly. Want it's your beer, you're an adult, you do what you want. Um, thank you again to Independent <laughs> Spirit for providing us with these beautiful beers we got to try today. Um, uh, thank you to, to my co-host, Tor. And thank you to my co-host, Matteo. Um, we've had really, we've had a great time enjoying these beers, as you can probably time. hear in, vo- in our voices. <laughs> but we will do it again next week. Thank you very much for listening. We will shall see you next week on Craftworks. Thank you to you all. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>